Welcome to The Giving Room with Dave and David, where we encourage remarkable generosity, from amazing stories to easy-to-understand discussions about tools for giving that may just be right for you. Welcome to The Giving Room Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm David. And we are thrilled to have you here with us today. Today should be a little fun. We're going to be diving a little bit into, into legacy, but but not, we've, we've talked about legacy before in the form of like wills or real estate giving even, but what we're really talking about today is more the philosophy on how you think about your legacy and what you want to do there. So we're actually been diving a little more into theology today, getting a little more into scripture, kind of talking through what does it look like as we think about those choices to really put together a, a biblical perspective on what our legacy should look like. So we're going to dive into that today. So pull up a chair, join in at, here in the giving room. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we sometimes we do these cautionary tales, right? We'll start with something that's a little scary and then we'll move to something that's a little uh, happier. And we're going to probably do that again t- uh, today. <laughs> um, but I think that's that's where the instruction is. And I think there's yeah. some, you know, tension in life. But let's just start. You said, what do you, what do you think about legacy? So I'm just going to ask you, we'll start with that. So what, like, what is legacy? What well, do you think about when you hear legacy? I mean, the, the, the phrase we use usually, right? Legacy is what you do that outlasts you. It's uh-huh. what, what goes beyond you. Yeah. And that, and that's true. And that points to the fact that probably everyone has a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And if we say it's what outlasts you, that's actually a pretty neutral t- term, yeah. right? So right. What, what outlasts me, what outlasts you could be a train wreck. It, it, <laughs> it could be something horrible mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it could be something great, right? So uh, I think today we just want to have a conversation about um, from an eternal perspective, maybe right. from a you know, from a kingdom or a Jesus perspective, you know, from God's perspective, what, what is that good legacy versus the train, the train wreck? Well, because <laughs> it's fair. When we, we talk about legacy in this context, we always think about the, uh, you know, what a legacy that person led or, or left behind. And, and we generally think of it as a positive thing, but we don't think about leaving a negative legacy, yeah. uh, which many of us also do. And probably most of us leave a little bit of both, <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right, right. you know, how do we be intentional, right? Intentional, spiritual about the legacy we leave. Yeah. Well, and, and you, and you said this true right there in the intro, but we sometimes oftentimes hear because the giving room is about encouraging remarkable generosity that we'll, we'll focus on sometimes plan giving. Our very first episode was about that, right? How do right. we demystify plan giving? And those, um, typically in our culture are things that we, we think of as legacy moments, right? Like that's mm-hmm. part of leaving our legacies, what we do with our stuff. But I think today we wanted to even just sort of take a step back and think, okay, legacy is not just what we do with our stuff. It's like what we actually do with our life. Right. And then like, and sort of like, um, this will be a little hint, right. Where we're going, whose name are we really building? Right. Like who are we building for, right. uh, are we building for ourselves or, or not? And that probably gives a good hint, um, I mean, I'll just start with the negative one. Can I do that? I'll start. Sure. So, Go for it. I mean, this is pretty normal. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, how many like Sunday school classes when we were kids, we heard this story, but maybe we did, but the Tower of Babel. So mm-hmm. this is kind of like straight out of the gate, early Genesis. Um, you actually have the people coming together to actually build this tower um, mm-hmm. to the heavens, right? And and it actually says, and I think it's Genesis um maybe it's 11.4, they actually said, come let us build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. So Mm. this is pretty much from the jump of of like humanity. Um, There's this propensity that we're going to, obviously after the fall, we're going to make a name for ourselves. Like that's the actual goal. So um, couched in this um, sort of religious tone, right? We're going to make this tower so we can get to God in the heavens, but it isn't because we want access to God is because we want to say, look what we did. We actually, we want to make a name for ourselves. So that's maybe a hint of what could be a train wreck because then, you know, God's like, didn't allow that to happen. 
all the people was dispersed and the tower didn't become a reality. So, I mean, that's, that's the negative side. Right. And then to that legacy, of course, all the languages we have in the world today, but, but ultimately (laughs) uh, it led to their destruction because their, they were, their focus was on self. Right. On building a name for themselves rather right. than on a name. And of course, we see that sort of story all over scripture uh, of, of people that were, were consumed with building themselves. And God had has a way of humbling when that is your focus <laughs> and your legacy. Right. And and there's a lot of people that God did build, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, Abram, he actually even promised that part of what was going to happen for Abraham is that he was going to be the father of many nations. The right. Gigantic legacy, right? For For sort of all of us, for both the 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 Jewish people as well as the rest of us now. Well, to to kind of even borrow on that negative example, um, you know, I love the, the 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 book of Daniel in the first mm-hmm. seven chapters, right? And 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 the, literally the point. There's this point in in Daniel where Nebuchadnezzar's on a porch looking over his kingdom. He's like, look at all of these things that I have done. I will be famous. And instantly, God literally turned him his game the brain of an animal and humbled <laughs> him, right? And 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 while we still hear about that, it's funny because after that happened happens, it says that he was greater than he ever was before after he submitted to God. Yeah. Um, and so you, you see that, that same example of uh, even there, uh, you know, one of the greatest kings of all time uh, being completely humbled uh, because again, his focus was on self and building his own legacy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, and I, and I think I heard that. So I'd, I'd stumbled back across the Tower of Babel mm-hmm. passage and that's, that's, that's again, that's the train wreck bad thing, right? <laughs> right? So I'm making a name for myself. So, um, when I was kind of processing like, well, so what, is, what's a positive legacy? Like if it's not about making a name for myself, what's it about? Yeah. Uh, and then I actually heard a sermon. So Grant Patrick is one of the passion church pastors and he was actually at passion DC. And he just recently had this sermon. He was talking about actually how John, John the Baptist is probably the better, the better legacy example for us as far as who's going to make a name for herself. And um, I thought it'd be fun to kind of unpack that real quick. Is that okay? For sure. Real quick though, obviously not talking about major financial legacy here. I mean, the guy ate bugs, lived off of honey and goat hair or uh, yeah, camel like hair. Camel so, skin, probably uh, some. So obviously legacy is far more than your finances, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what's fascinating about John the Baptist. Yeah. So, you know, he was not, you know, he, he just didn't care. He wasn't concerned with stuff. You know, he lived in the wilderness. Right. Um, he definitely didn't care what people thought of him. I think even for the time, um, he was probably a little odd <laughs> with, uh, with, you know, what he, what he chose uh, right. to wear. Um, and, you know, he probably didn't look like our typical you know, if you turn to the left or the right in your church pew, it's probably not anyone that looked not like not anyone wearing a camel hair. No one looked like what he looked like. And <laughs> so, yeah, uh, unpack it for us. Well, and so that, and that's, that's the point. So he really just not, was not about himself. And we actually have, and I think this is, um, you know, there's sometimes these passages you read them and you know, you've read them in the past, but you read them again. You're like, wow, I never actually saw that. Um, so actually, so again, this is Grant Patrick's just one, yeah, and maybe we should link, we'll link his, this sermon in, in the notes so people can actually find the whole thing. Um, but he actually was reading Matthew eleven eleven, and you actually have Jesus saying that um, really John the Baptist was the greatest of all time, you know? So we, we use that a lot in our culture right now. Like who's, who's the goat? You know, like uh, that's a, I, and I feel like I'm like way too old to even use that. <laughs> saying, like, who, like who's the goat? Yeah. Um, and we actually have Jesus the saying. LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Um, <laughs> Hot I'm take, so, you heard it here. I'm sorry, <laughs> but and I, Grant agrees. I think it's, right. you know, it's uh, it's pretty. I don't think anyone's debating on Tom Brady though. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but but John the Baptist is the. Well, we the, actually have in Matthew 11, <laughs> Jesus actually says that John right. the Baptist. So this is truly the greatest of all time is Jesus, but he is saying that among the people that are born of women, there hasn't arisen someone greater than John. So you know, of, of everybody that's been born of a woman, and that's 
all of us. <laughs> um, there, there hasn't been anybody greater uh, than John. So it's actually Jesus himself saying, you, you know, you should look at John. Um, but I would say the debate's over then. If, yeah. Jesus, if Jesus said it, we can probably say that this is uh, this is nailed down. Yeah, I think that's that, that's <laughs> sort of the point, you know. So let's let's see from a legacy perspective. Then, you know, um, you know, we had the example of making a name for ourselves and. You know, so that didn't go so well. Uh, but in John the Baptist's case, it was just, it was completely the opposite. So when he's out and he's baptizing people, you know, there's some religious leaders that came to actually find out, you know, like, what is going on? Why are these people following him? And they actually came to him and said, you know, are you the Christ? And he's like, no. And he's like, they're like, are you Elijah? They, you know, they'd heard that he hadn't died and he'd been you know, taken up to heaven. So thought that he'd come back. And he's like, no, not Elijah. And they're like, are you just a prophet? And he's like, no. And they're like, well, who are you? And he's like, I'm just a voice of one, of one crying in the wilderness is what he said. So I'm just... I'm just here. And then, and then you find out, he's like, I'm just here to point to the one that's coming. So mm-hmm. and the one that's coming is Jesus. Um, so he never even told him his name. Like, you know, <laughs> he just said like complete non-answer right. as far as who are you? Um, he's like, I'm the one that's pointing to somebody else. You don't even have to know who I am. Um, and then I think what's, what's fascinating, you can sort of just fast forward a few chapters and you have, um, you know, John the Baptist and Jesus get in the same place and John's like, behold, the lamb of God. So this is, this is the lamb. And then, and then later, uh, they're actually baptizing people in the same place. And, you know, and it's like, John's got his own followers and then Jesus has all of his own followers. And some of, you know, John's followers are like, um, uh, he's baptizing folks. He's kind of stealing your thunder. That's the idea, right? This is what, this is what Grant said in his sermon. It was kind of funny. Um, you know, maybe we need to you know, figure out why this guy's like set up shop on the other side. And, and the answer from John the Baptist was really, this is what's supposed to happen. You know, like this is, you know, he's the bridegroom. I'm just the friend (laughs) of the bride. And that's when he says he must increase and I must decrease. Um, And I think that, I mean, that's, that is so countercultural, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we just started talking with, you know, the greatest of all time and, um, and the way, the way Jesus tells us that John was the greatest of all time is because John's perspective was, I'm nothing. This is the guy. And as his ministry grows, mine's supposed to go away. Like if you're following me, it's supposed to lead you to him. Right. Um, well, it's that upside down. First shall be last, last shall yeah. be first. You see that story over and over again throughout scripture through Jesus, of course, pr- predominantly. John is the greatest of all time because his eyes were laser focused on Jesus yeah. as the only one who should be great. Well, I think, you know, we're going to build on somebody's name or for somebody's name. And I think it's just a, you know, I want to say it's not our fault, right? It's just like culture pushes us that way. We just are, we're going to build our own name. It's like, what's your career and Mm -hmm. what's your platform? I mean, like this, like what, how, how do you get your message out? And I think John was like, no, (laughs) you know, (laughs) know, I'm just building for him. You don't even have to know who I am. Um, and, and as my, my role decreases, that's because his is increasing. And that was the goal from the beginning. So, you know, I, maybe that's a little, it, it's meant to be what encouraging and rebuking, right? Like that's right. The, the idea, um, that would be someone well, when our, so when our life is over, you know, the legacy piece, what's what outlasts you, we'd want it to be that our life pointed people to Christ. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the example. So yes, in the context of the beginning room, it's fun to talk about, here's these things again, things that aren't even mine, right? Things right. That, that, that God's entrusted to us during my lifetime. How do I leverage those um, for the kingdom? How do I make other people's lives better through, through giving those, mm-hmm. but then even my life, how do I make others, um, life better by pointing them to Christ through my life? So that once I'm gone, what do people remember? Right. They actually remember that that's, 
that's what happened. Well, and we, we talk about your time, your talent, your treasure, all of these things you can and your use influence. and your influence <laughs> forgot the influence part. Right. All of these things are things you can use to build your legacy or God's legacy and, and, and sometimes both. Right. But right. I mean, ultimately the, the focus should be on, you know, doing something that is permanent, that is eternal versus temporary. Yeah. I think, and what's ironic about that. So, so John wasn't concerned about, you know, his legacy, his legacy was, I'm going to point to Christ, mm-hmm. but we know about him. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and this isn't like, so here's the trick. You just make sure you point people to Christ and then people remember right. you. Like that's not the motivation, right? That's kind of back to tower Babel. We're going to yeah. build this tower so we can get to the heavens and we'd be closer to God and make a name for ourselves. You know, and it's like the truth comes out. It's really not about that. It's about right. <laughs> the other. Well, there's, there's another story right before Jesus goes to the cross. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's this, this lady comes in while, while Jesus is having a meal with an alabaster flask and she pours it on his feet. And, 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 the, and the disciples you know, are like, well, this could have been given to the poor, right? And Jesus is like, no, I mean, why, why are you troubling this woman? That quote, he says, she, for she's done a beautiful thing. You'll always have the poor, but you'll not always have me. In pouring this ointment to my body, she has done it to prepare me for my burial. Then he goes on to say, Truly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Like this idea, what you do for Christ has an eternal legacy. We are talking about this. We don't even know her name. All we know is she showed up and she worshiped Jesus. And Jesus went on to say in every, in the rest of the world, we will always remember her. Yeah. This legacy that she left behind. I mean, John the same way. Right. And I thought when I I struck that, that verse has always struck that to me is this random lady showed up and we we were talking about her thousands of years later because of what she did for Christ. Yeah. Because her view was, this is, he is the most valuable. Mm -hmm. So the most valuable thing for her is going to be poured out on him. Right. And that was valuable. Right. I mean, that was, she had something of value and she gave it to him. Yeah. And the disciples are like, we probably are on most occasions, like completely, (laughs) completely clueless. Right. They still didn't even understand he was about to die. Like, um, absolutely no clue. Right. Um, but you know, he knew (laughs) when I think about whenever I think about legacy, I think about that lady as well. And what a cool story to think about it. And, you know, Jesus reminding us, you know, and that's fun. So we actually have talked about two people that Jesus himself have actually said, you know, this is the greatest person or this person's going to be remembered for all time. Mm -hmm. And they're being remembered for things um, that probably aren't what we, um, what I get up and think about first thing in the morning. I don't know. Um, you know, and it's, that's the question. I have so. never thought about pouring perfume on Jesus feet. I'll be well, honest, right. uh, <laughs> but, but the principle though, right. The focus, the, you know, I, I'm going to do something that has an eternal perspective and everything I do is going to be what points to Christ. So that's the bottom line. As we talk about this conversation, uh, I'm reminded of course of an earlier episode, uh, chapter, uh, episode four, I believe with, when we interviewed John Reinhardt yep. and his book, gospel patrons. Yep. And in that he talks about this, idea that there are many good things that need to be done in the world, many good causes that need support, but proclaiming the gospel is exclusive to the people of God. Only no one else will do it and no one else will fund it. Yeah. And so that this idea serving Christ, serving Jesus, giving towards the cause of Jesus is exclusive to Christians. Yeah. Only Christians are going to do this. Um, and, and, and the reality and the, the sad reality is 
that is the only thing that has eternal value as well. No, it's true. And it's, uh, you can just think about people in your life of someone, you know, who isn't a Christ follower, whether that's your neighbor, you know, or a coworker, I mean, even a family member. So like those people aren't going to do this, right. They're Mm -hmm. not going to be doing it. And the reality is that's supposed to be our top priority. Right. So our legacy's doing that, you know, pointing them to him, our neighbor, our coworker, our family member. Mm-hmm. But wow. Yeah, that's exactly right. Episode four, John, gospel <laughs> patrons. So yeah, kind of call back there. But as you think about your legacy, both just with your, again, your time, your talent, your treasure and your influence, all of those things, as you think through that, what is building a treasure in heaven that n- neither moth nor rust can destroy that has a permanent eternal value with your legacy? Yeah. So we'll go back to how you started it. And we've said, we both said this before, mm-hmm. that your legacy is what outlasts you. Right. And I think the point of even just these few minutes is that we're saying the choice is yours, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, so it really is, um, we're all going to have a legacy. Something's going to outlast all of us. And you know, is it going to look more like a train wreck or is it going to look more like something that points folks to Christ? And I think that's the, that's the challenge today is just to have that mindset. Absolutely. So um, thank you for hanging out yeah. with us today on The Giving Room. We're thrilled to have you. This is to, to really help hopefully think about what am I doing that's going to outlast me forever? Uh, You know, the way you invest in your children, the way you invest your resources, the way you invest your time, does it have an eternal value or just a short value for today? Um, That is what your legacy is all about. And ultimately leaving a legacy of Christ that when they see what you've done, they know that you stood for him ultimately, because that's the most important thing. The only thing that truly has eternal value. So thanks for hanging out with David, not David and I here in the giving room. Uh, Make sure you remember to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Uh, If you have any, uh, any for more information is available at givingroompodcast.com. So thanks for hanging out with us today in the giving room. Thank you. The Giving Room Podcast is brought to you by Giving Design LLC, where we help ministries and their donors utilize planned giving to change the world. Go to givingdesign.com to learn more. As always, a huge thank you to River Radio Ministries for sponsoring and producing this podcast. Go to riverradio.com to listen or learn more.